So, Eve, what were you saying about that Elon Musk uh, SNL episode being dog shit? <laughs> well, you might have put a couple words in my mouth there, but uh, it's dog shit, actually. Dog shit, yeah, that's but, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but nah, dude, I, I just, like, I can't believe I actually made it through that whole episode of SNL, bro, because I've never, like, I can't remember the last time I made it through the entire episode of Saturday Night Live, bro. <laughs> you watched the whole thing? You guys both yeah, watched the whole I thing? Yeah, I watched I yeah, watched I the, the whole thing. thing for the pod, bro. Oh, man. You guys are dedicated. No, yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, like, I don't know. Honestly, it, it was pretty bad. All the skits were pretty bad. I, I thought it started off. I mean, it was a little weird because it was the Mother's Day episode. So, like, Miley That was Cyrus so weird. Yeah. Started off. <laughs> I was just like, oh, they're not giving Elon the, the monologue. But then, like, I remember the cold, cold opening. You know, I, t- I forgot they did cold opens, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that was awkward. You know, none of their moms can act. <laughs> yeah that it just showed i I hadn't watched snl in a while like i don't mean to just shit on snl but i like i like pete davidson i will say that um and i like keenan and like they're pretty cool but like i was looking at the cast bro i was like none of y'all look funny bro <laughs> like, <laughs> none of y'all look like y'all can tell a joke right now man they don't look funny but they look goofy though i will say <laughs> it, it is a goofy group of people they got on there now for sure. Goofy. Yeah, there's not a lot of star power on it. I mean, Pete Davidson is there, and he's just like, the whole joke is that he's Pete Davidson. You know right. what I mean? He's a guy with a bunch of tattoos that doesn't belong there type of thing. And I feel like that's how Elon Musk kind of was as a, as a host. Um, and I, I was listening to, to a bit of Chapo, Trap House before this, and they kind of said a similar, they had a similar sentiment where it was like, uh, they compared him to like Donald Trump being on the, the episode. Damn. Like the whole joke, you know what I mean, is <laughs> like him being there. Yeah. You know? How did it start off? Because I didn't actually watch the monologue. Like, was the monologue any good? Um, oh no, nah, uh, it was pretty. You, you saw you you saw it, Trey. Yeah, I saw the monologue. Um, Eve, what'd you think about it? I mean, dude, I, I don't know, bro. That was like, I think like at first I thought it was kind of like cute, like uh, look at Elon, like he's socially awkward. But then it felt like the joke just kept just like going me. on for way too long. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, over and over and over again. Like, how just harping on how awkward he was. Because it's like, okay, it's like, yeah, he's awkward. But, like, can we make it, like, funny that he's awkward? Like, we're just sitting here listening <laughs> to this man just, like, ramble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it felt like uh, I was in, like, one of his, uh, like, a lesson or something when he's just, like, because I'm just a simple guy, you know, trying to go to space and colonize Mars. Isn't that cool? Hey, hey, audience, yeah. isn't that yeah. cool? <laughs> yeah, it was like a TED Talk, or like a really bad TED Talk or something like that. Oh my god, yeah. But it was almost like endearing just seeing him like, seeing someone so powerful just fail. So <laughs> It was nice. <laughs> just seeing him not in his, his like like comfortable environment type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Then I was like, bro, this nigga got billions, bro. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he's, you know how comfortable he's going to be? We're talking all this shit right now. Elon's so comfortable. Shout out to Elon. The best skit that had him in it was probably the quarantine post-quarantine conversation one. Oh, I love that one. Oh, that was I'm not cool. gonna lie. Yeah, was, I thought it was, was real that funny. That was the only yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was solid. That was solid. I thought it was funny just because like every conversation they had I've already had with somebody. <laughs> yeah, it is very you lame. Know? Yeah. Yeah. They did cover pretty much all the perspectives, like it affected me, it didn't affect me, what vaccine did you get? You know, bro, did you see the Gen Z one? Oh my god, I was offended. I was so offended, bro. <laughs> the comment section uh, on the YouTube video is like Pete Davidson definitely said, Oh, yeah, this is this is accurate. <laughs> 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 he didn't like let it fail, you know what I mean? Yeah, Dude, oh I, my god, I thought that, was, yeah, 
I thought the script was, I thought the script was pretty funny for it, but I thought like all their like them just acting it out was really awkward the entire fucking time. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. It bro. was like mad. Like that was and that was the first. Yeah, that was like the first skit too, right? Was it like the first one they did? I think so. Yeah, and it was just yeah, like that's, that's uh, how they opened the show. Yeah, bro. I don't know. I started laughing when he's just like, "It's looking pretty sus, bro." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm saying I, th- I think it had a lot of potential. You know what I mean? I, again, I've jo- I've joked a lot. Like I, you know, I I work around the hospital environment, and I've joked a lot about like uh like you know wearing AirPods, <laughs> like being a doctor, like coming in with AirPods, like vaping, and being like, yo, your mom's not gonna make it, bro, and then like ducking out. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of potential <laughs> for that oof. skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big oof. I was, I was, <laughs> you know, the Hellcat references. They they had all the all the reference points. I think it was just like yeah. Again, it was like Mad Libs, where it was like. Like give me like a noun, give me like a give me like a Gen yeah, Z adjective, true. and it was just like all of it was like they were just all placed in the wrong spots. I feel like I think they were all jealous because they were fucking old. I think that's why. Like, I think they, <laughs> I think like subconsciously they're all like, man, like these fucking Gen Zers saying all this cool <laughs> shit, and they were just like they were just like making fun of it. You know what I mean? Like whereas like I don't know, like it is funny, but it's like. It's it's a difference between like it being funny because you do it and it being funny because you don't do it. You know what I mean? And like they mm-hmm. were like they were like the joke was like oh we don't say this so like this is why it's funny. It's like I don't know if you had people who actually said it like kind of Ryan has set it up like it could be funny. Yeah, I guess that's my biggest complaint with it too is like the whole joke was them like saying stuff they don't normally say, so it's not really like. A joke, you know what I mean? Where like, there's no like punchline or anything. Like, if if the skit was about like, you know, them doing like normal things, I guess like the hospital would be the normal things. But like, it just like I don't know, it just didn't play out the way that they really wanted it to play out. They thought yeah. that that was like a fucking home run skit right yeah. there, and it just wasn't. The situation was wasn't like funny, like or as funny as it as it, it could have been. Like, yeah, the vocab no. was there, but the situation wasn't. It was it was for old people to laugh at young people, whereas like it could have been for young people to laugh with young people, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know a lot of I mean? younger like, people type of shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah, we could be laughing together, but like nah, they were like, look at these fucking. It's like okay, like you just sound dumb trying to say this shit right now. Like, yeah, you look sup- goofy. Yeah, <laughs> and the Supreme Urn, I think, definitely tanked Supreme stock in the same way that his monologue <laughs> tanked the, his monologue and the Mario the Wario skit. Tank the uh, fucking Dogecoin stock. Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, I sold all my Doge immediately as soon as I saw that. Really? Yeah, big. Oh, so big it was your fault. It, it dropped. Uh, <laughs> I bought some more. Oh shit! Bought the dip. You know what though? I will say, <clears throat> I did like the one skit though of um, when they're making murder fun dirt. of uh, murder, murder, dirt. Yeah. <laughs> murder Just because. Dirt. You murder my dirt! Like, you know, I only like that skit, though, just because they make fun of... So, I, you know, I grew up in Delco, so they, they yeah, are actually yeah, making yeah. fun of the neighborhood I grew up in. And, yeah. like, I mean, besides the whole, like, dirter part, like, all the accent was very accurate. Yeah, the dirter <laughs> like, part was, was not good, but, like, when they said the use, I was like, oh, shit, that's Philly right there. <laughs> what are you doing eating the Wawa hoagie on the body? Oh, my <laughs> God, I'm just yeah. like, that's Delco! <laughs> Yeah, when they were talking about all the rivers and towns with the stupid ass names, I was like, "Yeah, that's, that's accurate." I've been, I've been around, I've been around enough. <laughs> I've been around enough to know. Oh yeah, when 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 they were just like, "Oh, they're at Conchahawken," I'm like, "Oh okay, wow, they're really close to where I'm at." <laughs> yeah, and I think Elon was used effectively there, um, and by that I mean like barely at all, and just as a creepy guy for two seconds, which he yeah. is. 
Um, <laughs> he popped up as a creepy ass priest. I thought that that was kind of funny. I think he only worked in the skits where they had to where they pre taped them because like, yeah, that's so you know. true. Oh my god, yeah. Because <laughs> the again the Wario skit. It produced an incredible meme, you know, Elon Musk, Wario, and and Princess Peach, uh, Grimes, eternal yeah. meme, I would say, but yeah. <laughs> that skit was yeah. painful. Eternal meme, definitely, yeah. Who got the NFT like image of that, dude? <laughs> Wario, <laughs> Elon Wario NFT. I threw the the shell. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. His mom looked evil. I'm not even gonna lie. Yes, I was actually gonna say that too. His mom literally <laughs> looks evil as fuck. She looks like she looks like the wife of someone who has blood diamonds. Like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> she looks like uh the wife of apartheid. Like yeah. it's fucking wild. <laughs> it was bad. It was it was bad. Like I looked at her, I was like, dude, that's like Cruella DeVille, bro. Like Satan real and life. spawn of Satan next to each other, yeah. Facts. That's why he's so awkward. <laughs> It's a yeah, bad it, wound. It is weird. And the, the other thing that I that I noticed about that whole episode that, that really, you know, put me off, I didn't really watch the monologue, but just some of the skits that I watched, especially the Chad skit and the, the cowboy skit, was just the <laughs> masturbatory nature of like the writing where it's just like, Oh, yeah. like you're oh, he's so rich. Oh, like and then, you know, he's um especially the Chad skit, which I thought was one of the funnier skits, but just Elon's mm-hmm. appearance in there, he fit really well as Elon Musk as like the savior of humanity. But at the same time, they portray portraying him as the savior of humanity, and like, oh, what's a couple of lives? Like when you have like you know innovation, is like not really a joke. <laughs> like no, he actually that, that's that so shit. true. No, that's I so think, true actually. Especially like, with the just... pandemic. Yeah, yeah, he sent his workers into the into the the factories just like at yeah. the sake of like, come on, like let's keep it going. Well, he yeah, sued the that... state of California. Remember? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. For me, like I think them portraying him that way it's just like like ryan's kind of said like feeds just into that like this i don't know this toxic like view we have like the super rich you know what i mean like we can only be saved by like billionaires like which is like kind of what like liberals who watch snl think so it makes sense but right and just like dogecoin he's just a bubble just waiting to pop you know what i mean like just like it's just it's, it's all just inflation where it's just like you know he's rich he's successful you know he has his he has his like baby mama on the show as peach like oh what a meme blah blah blah. but just like in the end at the end of it all like is his stock really worth that much like is it really worth that much or is it just being inflated by you know all the shit talking he does and the public appearances he does and the memes he produces and Uh uh-oh you know what i mean we're, seems like we're digging deep here <laughs> <laughs> So, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, Elon just, like, kind of built his way into the internet, especially, like, with his Twitter account where he just, like, posts just random bullshit all the time. But, like, it kind of gives, like, this vibe of, like, oh, he's just one of us. You know, like, he's just, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Because he he's just like 42069. Yeah, because he likes Doge. You know what I mean? Like, he pretends like he's, like, a normal dude. And then... You know, he's driving his cyber truck on, uh, you know, in uh, Times Square. And then, like, he's going home to his mansion, you know. Or he's probably flying home on his personal jet to his own mansion. GTA type shit. Exactly. Yeah. Elon is the real GTA. That's what we learned here. (laughs) Yeah. It's just crazy. It looked like a a PS2 car driving around the city. Like, it looked completely, like, out of, like, fucking our universe. It's just, like, 
I don't know. I fucking hate Elon Musk, bro. <laughs> I just can't stand that guy. I think his life looks amazing, but he's just a weirdo. Like, <laughs> yeah. And why does he roll his shoulders every time he makes a fucking joke? Yeah, that was so. Yeah, <laughs> he like so, goes like this. Yeah. He's like, "Well, I think that we should dig a tunnel under the." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I, I bet you know what, Elon. If, listen, a couple of years, bro. If I'm making skits, bro, we'll we'll, we'll give this another shot. We'll get you some <laughs> skits out there. You know what I mean? Like, not this trash SNL was writing. That was dog shit. Like, you know, it was horrible. <laughs> Garbage. We needed like a sound effect for like flushing shit down the toilet. <laughs> as as people may have noticed, I'm back. Um, unlike <laughs> the Joe Budden podcast, we were able to resolve our little issues. <laughs> so happy to be back. What's Hi guys. Hey, right. <laughs> You no, know, no, not Rory. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, it's funny though because, like, dude, I've been following this. Okay, this is this was my time to shine because, like, I've been following this shit for like months now, bro. But it was crazy. So, like, today, today was like the breaking point, I would say, in the whole thing. But like, Joe, just to give you like a rundown of the situation, he released a podcast this morning. Um, originally it was like on YouTube or whatever, and then he took it down because he put it on his Patreon. But the, but like in it, he fired like Rory on air. Like he was like, oh my Rory. god, on the podcast, yeah, bro, on the podcast, dog. Like what the fuck? <laughs> wow. I know, I know, I know. He was like, how, he was like, how did he do oh, it? Man. I didn't even realize my camera was on this whole time. But no, he was like, um, he was just like, yeah, Rory, you're in breach of your pot, you're in breach of your contract right now. And like, you're complete, like, you're fired. Like, you can't come back. And, um, Parks, like, his man who was there was just like, they just, everybody who was there was just like, all right, I guess he's fired. Like, nobody said shit. I was like, damn, like, it just goes to show Joe's top dog here. Like, Jesus. Oh well, it is the Joe Budden podcast, you know what exactly. I mean? But, um, yeah. What, what did uh, he breach on his contract? So basically, like, what happened was, like, for a while, like, there's been, like, tension building behind the scenes between them. Um, on a couple of the podcasts, like, Rory, like, actually, like, in, like to quote Joe, he said, invited him to his hands. <laughs> 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 so, so, like, Rory that like happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dead ass, bro. He was like, yeah, he invited me to your you invited me to your hands, Rory. But like they've been like beefing like slowly and it's all stemmed from like, you know, the podcast like blowing up. Um they like you as you guys know about like the whole Spotify deal that went down with them with like turning down the thirty million, all that shit. Right. It stemmed from there and it stemmed from like Rory and Maul basically feeling like they were entitled more. From the podcast, um, entitled more things, and Joe made a pretty good argument as to why they weren't. <laughs> um, part of it being the fact that it really is the Joe Budden podcast. Um, and then he kind of like what was just so crazy to me though was like, like this was the first time he went into detail about like how much they all make and like how much. Oh my god! Like, they're getting... Yeah, bro. And it's like that. The thing for me was like I was like, bro, like That's if I was Rory and Maul, but like, if, but. They were getting paid. They were getting paid, bro. Rory and Maul were getting paid, paid to show up. I don't know, bro, but like there were millionaires in that room and the millionaires were saying they were well taken care of. You know what I mean? Like they were like, I, I believe they were well taken care of. Um, and they showed, they only had to go to work twice a week. So 
It is a bit yeah. ironic though, because because the whole thing with Spotify was that he was like they were offering him a, a good chunk of money, and he they was were. just like, no, I'm worth more than that. But but everybody else was yeah. like everybody else around him, like um, you know, like Charlemagne and stuff, were saying like, mm-hmm. oh, like you're not worth that much. Like how, like how could you say that? Like this mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So it's kind of like it's almost like he's being Spotify or he's being Charlemagne, telling them like you guys aren't worth. That's that fair. That's that's fair, and a lot of people have been saying that. A lot of people like it's like I mean. Personally, like, I've noticed in the fandom, like, there's, like, kind of, like, a split. You know what I mean? Like, a yeah. lot of people are, like... I like that. Like, you know what I mean? I think they provide a good counterbalance to his uh, his voice a, a little bit. Yeah, no, totally. I think they're I think they're a good balance, too. And Joe was talking about just, like, they, they have good chemistry. and But that's the thing that kind of got fucked up in all of it was, like, after they had the first beef, you know what I mean? Like, they tried to record a second podcast, and it was just, like... It was really bad. Like, the chemistry just, like... I feel like things were said just between everybody that was just, like... Like, they couldn't, like, be friends, like, in the same way anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that's upsetting. Yeah, yeah. It, it is upsetting. But it's like, you know, for overall, like, I like Joe. I like Rory. I like Maul. Rory and Maul, they can go. They have so much, like, love from the fan base that they can go and, like, start a podcast and, like, be good. Um, I think, like, in terms of, like, the money dispute, like, to me, it seems like they we're getting well compensated, but like, mm-hmm. I, I think like in terms of just like the fandom and stuff, like they, they can go off and have like a really good career if they want, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe that just shows the value they provided though. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you guys watch Joe Budden podcast at all? I mean, it is very interesting just like how Joe Bun's able to like, shift his weight like this you know what i mean like mm-hmm. on air be like fucking pack your shit up like and get the fuck out of here yeah, you're like fine yeah. or something god damn <laughs> like ink <laughs> fucking Christ. yeah he's just like, yeah, right? he's just like you just been chopped yeah yeah, <laughs> the yeah fuck out of here. right on air it's, yeah it is wild because i was my most watched listen to podcast i think on spotify last year but i don't literally listen to podcasts on spotify i listen to a lot of hours of that show I would say just yeah. either sleeping or just in the background or whatever. This yeah. and that. I remember they. I, I I learned about Pop Smoke through them, and then I learned about Pop Smoke's you know like death and stuff through yeah. through all that. Yeah. So it was yeah. it was very like there was a lot of moments that they caught on air that I thought were really interesting. Um, yeah. You know I hate to use the word culture, but like you know the whole <laughs> they they really they really had a pulse on the you know the whole everything that went that went on. With nah, Joe Joe's always they've always been really on point. And I, I think they did provide a really good balance. The other part that I forgot to mention that I think is kind of funny is academics. Academics <laughs> are <all of> this. <laughs> and <laughs> the the thing is like part of the tension was because academics and Rory had beef, bro. They had like deep beef. Like to the point where like I watch academics a lot. I'm on his Twitch a lot. You know what I mean? Like I'm in the chat bro he every week he would shit on rory and maul bro he would have like it was like a weekly segment where he would like take an hour and just shit on rory and maul bro and he called like this whole situation <laughs> like he called this all happening and like it's just so funny to just like i don't know just see like academics was like right in this situation I don't, have you guys ever seen carlito's way you ever seen that movie? I haven't. I heard I, that's a yeah. gangster movie. Though. He reminds me of Benny Blanco, just like the dude who you you don't cut off, and he ends up being your downfall. 
type of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? The dude, the dude who just he sticks around like a he's like a roach. You know what I mean? Like you fucking throw everything at him. He's like, nah, I'm good. He's I'm not good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like he's hanging out with six nine like every other day. <laughs> yeah, dude. you can't kill academics, bro. You can't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Everybody's like he's bitch made. He's horrible. He's a piece of shit. He stole computers at Rutgers. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like Freddie, he had that beef with Freddie Gibbs, he got smoked, and he's just like, Yeah, I'm still here making money. Just yeah. being an asshole. Like, I respect him though, because I'm just like, yo, through it all, you're still here, bro. Like through it all. Still standing. Bro. Oh, he's man. still standing. <laughs> That's funny. Shout out academics, bro. I hope Shout out academics, this. I guess. <laughs> Shout out academics, yes. Yes. Man, where the fuck is Mario Judah? Trippy Red song, Miss the Rage, featuring uh, our boy uh, Playboy Cardi. And I'm not going to lie, it's pretty fucking sweet, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, get to finally miss some see. Rage. It's all the rage, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? It's all the rage. I- <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I really miss, I miss raging, you know what I mean? It really, like, I was just like, <laughs> damn, that was a thing. Like, <laughs> we all used to rage together. Yeah, we used to rage and shoot. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good old days of uh, 2014. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's fire. I mean, I I think it's um. Do you think it's Trippy Red's comeback, Troy? What do you think? Do I think it's his comeback? Um, maybe. Uh, I will say that um, this direction is a lot better than the, some previous directions he's done in the past. Uh, his voice doesn't sound like as uh, whiny to me on the track or or even like his new album too like it really like honestly like i was very delightfully uh surprised by that and um it, it could be like you know a you know a re um what was it yeah a resurface of um trippy red i really like the production on there too like whoever he worked with like uh production wise like i think like he, it's spot on it's exactly the sound he needs right now so as long as he keeps going in that direction i think yeah we could totally see trippy red coming back in the limelight um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I think it. I think it is a good direction for him. I, I I do wish that Pierre had produced the beat, to be honest with you. But this is definitely like top three best like fake Pierre beat, like that I've heard. You know what I mean? A whole lot of red is owed a lot of credit, um, for for not paying Pierre all that money and just finding like the producers who kind of make Pierre type beats, and then that mm. being the sound now. You know what I mean? I feel like um. I feel like this is like a one of the more of the more prominent new examples besides the Drake EP that has used the fake Pierre beat like to such a crazy advantage because this beat is damn this beat this beat this beat feels like this fire. Shit's dope, bro. This like shit fire, like float, bro. Like I was literally, <laughs> I remember, I remember, I heard this shit, bro. I was on the roof because uh, like I go on the roof to just like meditate or whatever, 
And like I remember, like uh, the shit came on, dude. I was just like, yo, like I was just dancing and like just floating around, you know. But like somebody <laughs> said, float. Somebody said the word float, and I'm like, yo, this is so it's so like descriptive of it. You know what I mean? Like because it's just it makes you just want to get up and just like vibe and just like literally just like mm. be carried away, you know? Like ah, oh, I really like mm-hmm. this song a lot. It's an interesting yeah. meditation song, I'd say. <laughs> like, I okay, was, yeah. I was, I was thinking maybe like some new age music, some pan flutes, or like some water sounds, but but it is, well, okay. it is interesting. You know what I mean? No, I, I, if y'all want to get no, okay. So I wasn't. I listened to Sufi music when I meditate, but, okay, but right. like this was like this was different. It was just I saw this on on Instagram. I had to cut the meditation short. I had, to, I had to see what the vibes was about. <laughs> get the break fast for this one. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> That's when spicy hot like Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. 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 I get. Oh, I missed the range. Yeah, dude. Dude, no, I fuck with this song so much though because it's like I I remember I was writing about it and I was just like I was looking at the lyrics, dude. The lyrics are nothing. It's literally just like a bunch of it's a bunch of nothing. But it's like that's what I need, like some junk food. Like let me go outside and get fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I, I was trying to look into the lyrics to find some sort of, like, clever... Nothing. Something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, honestly, it's the production, man. The production's really is what's helping Trippy the most, you know? Especially, like, on his, like, last album that we were listening to for, uh, for the podcast. Like, I thought, like, uh, him working with uh, Travis Barker was incredible. Like, what a great match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think... I think it'd be cool to see him, like, if he, like, I think, I love when Trippy just, like, is on his rage shit. Like, I think the, the best bar from that was GTA, we shoot out helicopters, monster. What does that mean? I don't fucking know, but it's tough, right? And so, I think, I think if he, like, sticks towards, like, that lane of, like, making songs where it's, like, he focuses on just, like, making iconic, like, like statements, hmm. funny shit, you know what I mean, and just like stays more in that lane, and then and then throws in some of like the stuff that like because I feel like he's went in a like a more like soulful direction in some hmm. of his like newer stuff, like trying to like figure himself out or whatever, and like that's cool, but like I don't need like twenty songs of that or however many. Bro, you know I don't what need I mean? like I don't need two and a half hours of sad boy shit. Like, I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like a lot of his stuff was like there was a girl next to him or something in the studio that was like you know like petting his arm or something and she was like this is so good trippy like this mm-hmm, is so good mm-hmm. baby and he's like oh you think so you really think so and it's like <laughs> that's what yeah. I felt with like all of, all of, both of his last albums where it was like oh man someone is is in his ear being a fucking yes man and and like he needs to just make the visceral shit like he used to make simp yeah <laughs> he, needs, he needs that visceral shit where it's just like it's not again it's not clever. <laughs> And it's not, yeah, like every few seconds. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's totally true. But it's hard hitting. Like something that hits hard, like, like, um, bet my coffin would be nice. Take that shit out with some ice. Like taking a walk. Right. It's stupid. It's just like, you know, everybody says something like that. But the way he says it is, you know. Yeah. Or even like, remember Pulse? It's all in the inflection. I remember Pulse. Remember that song, Poles? Oh, Poles. Yeah, 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 right. Totem Poles. Totem Poles. Totem oh, pose, yeah, I didn't know pose. that. Yeah. It was so hard, right? It was so good. And then, like, um, what was it called? Let It Bang? He was like, I just want a new... Mm. Rocky got it right. That's a new... That's so good. Like, that that trippy, I need him to come back. The Dark Mode, Gummo. 
or yes. Dark, Dark Dumbo. Knight um, Dumbo. Yeah. I mean, Dark, I, honestly, yeah. that, that's one of my favorite songs by Trippy. Uh, honestly, I still love that song. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> right, there's no clever. Yeah. It's not clever. It's just it's just he like he's it's just like it's like Yolo, right? Like like you only live once. That's not yeah. clever, but just the way that Drake said it, it like was iconic or whatever. But the yeah. Trippy, it's just like yeah, he just like comes through with like something where it's just like. It's not iconic. It's not necessarily like or it's not it's necessarily his clever. It's his energy. Right. It's the energy. That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I feel like that's a, yeah. I feel like in that kind of like genre of music that he's like trying to do. Yeah, it's all like inflection, energy, and yeah. I think it's all it really much is. It doesn't matter what he's saying, but like as if we can just feel the same vibe he's on, then like it's gonna be a banger. I, I remember like I was kind of making a comment when I was like writing about that, like um about like the 20 what was it 2017 like xxl freshman uh list and just like how he was a part of that like that clout like era you know what i mean of like just rappers like because remember remember all those Him and Lil Pump. Coming out? yeah like everybody who was coming out it was like x ski mask like juice trippy um you know what i mean like yachty um they're just like a bunch of mutants you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) it was just like (laughs) bunch of mutants like different hair each each week like different weird like crazy origins like they're like villains like a different like crazy like origin story like oh i'm from ohio like the only one that's here is Marilyn manson and i'm wearing a gucci ski mask and look at me you know what i mean (laughs) no it was a crazy era it's just crazy to me though just like yeah, it's just crazy how impactful that was, though. You know what I mean? Because like, I still even that SNL skit, like that's a that's a that's a um, artifact from that time. You know what I mean? From like the 2016 woke era, where it's like, I don't know, like this is all kind of building up towards like the way Gen Z acts now, I guess. But it, it, I don't know. It was just like I felt like that point was like a huge shift in like the culture. You know what I mean? Where it was just like this was the new thing. Like this is what everyone's on now. Yeah, right. Everybody's making fun of it, but at the same time, like you know. It They're was starting to change. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's, you know, these kids like painting their nails, dyeing their hair different colors. Yeah. Like every every rap artist that you're listening to that's on the radio is younger than you. It's just like, like, damn, I'm a, I'm fucking, I'm a, I'm a grandpa now. You know what I mean? That's what it is. <laughs> like, that, All right that, back that in my day, shit. I listened to Kanye West. Like, <laughs> yeah, every song is under two minutes. You know what I mean? Like, Do you feel you guys feel like those rappers are falling off though? Because like, remember Ugly God? Like nobody listens to him. Oh yeah. Anymore. I think he fell off a lot. But, like, he had such a strong start, too. Like, fucking, I loved water. Like, that shit was so fucking amazing. Who's the yeah. bitch with the water? <laughs> yeah. Water. Water. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who who would be comparable nowadays? I mean, the audience, like, completely went away from that sort of style. You know, obviously, X passed away. Juice passed away. Like, a lot of, a lot of them passed away, which is sad. Pump is, like, I mean... He, pump is beyond saving. Pump is he with is. Trump. <laughs> he needs an exorcism. <laughs> he needs an exorcism. Yeah, he needs an exorcism. <laughs> He um, needs rehab, man. Who's like, like who, who's a rapper that's like comparable? Remember Kyle? Remember Kyle? Oh my Kyle? god! Oh, that was, that was <laughs> so <bad>. corny. <laughs> yeah, everybody was convinced I Spy was good at every party, and I'm just like, nah. Like, yeah, this fucking oh, is not god. a banger. Why is this playing at parties? <laughs> I Spy was so bad, bro. It was so bad. Oh my god. Ooh, what about a uh, drum? <laughs> yeah, like two balls in my nutsack. Drum. Remember drum? He's back. He's back. Drum. His name is Shelby. Oh yeah, he is back. He is back. Yeah, yeah, he is back. He is back. I'm yeah, waiting. Gotta, I gotta, gotta get that album review. review. I haven't even listened to it at all. Yeah, we gotta listen to that. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to it too. Who else was there? Um, 
ski mask. Like he's not really doing anything. I just popped this in. Fifty thousand in Japan. Oh, uh, oh, that was uh, made in Tokyo. Famous Dex. No, made in Tokyo. Oh, made in Tokyo too. But yeah, famous Dex. Yeah. That famous was, Dex, yeah. Famous Dex was the line for me. Famous Dex was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not gonna explore yeah. these rappers anymore. That's like, so funny. <laughs> I was like, Lil Pump is is right here, and then Famous Dex was like, all right, that's like a that's a step beyond. Famous Dex. I feel like Rich, I feel like Rich the Kid was of that era too. Remember him? Bro, look at all these names we're able to throw. It's just like all these people got washed up. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, dude. And uh, oh yeah, our, our Zoom call we're broke as fuck. Uh, we don't have Zoom Pro, so our, our video just dropped out. But we'll, we'll make do. It's all good. Um, yeah, we're good. But what were we talking about anyway? Oh yeah, Trippy Red. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, Trippy Red. Um... He survived. You know what I mean? He survived that whole era. He, he's 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 you know against all odds, he's clawed his way through. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. So Eve, since you are a huge fan of Trippy Red, what do you think? Like, what made him survive? all the over all these years like to still be a relevant name yeah i mean for me like i like i'm not a huge fan of like his most recent albums like just to put that out there like i know they aren't like the best um Mm -hmm. but i think like what got me through it was like i think when he released i mean just need one second to pull up spotify because i need to maybe you can just cut around this Mm -hmm. um because i don't want to get the album name wrong no, yeah, no, we can wait. Um, I think I wanna die. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. So okay, going back into it. Um, I think around when he released um a love letter to you three and life's a trip. I think those two albums, like, even though they weren't like, I guess like you know, successes in terms of like the charts or whatever. I think that they established trippy as like a rapper who like was like open to exploration and like genre bending and shit mm-hmm. and like as i found like genres that i like more genres that i fucked with like i was able to come back to like trippy as a rapper who like i felt like just fit well with all those like different bands that really like i just think it's like he's so eclectic that like you can listen to him whenever you want you know what i mean and it's like when he again those those most recent albums weren't like the best but like in those in the two albums i mentioned like he was doing that really well and like i think it's mostly been like fans being like oh yeah like i'm willing to wait for like him to get his like next like yeah his shit together you know what i mean yeah yeah because yeah. like when I, I he's good that. he's good he was sputtering yeah. he was like kind of like sputtering out like life's a trip good a love letter to you three like was good even like fantano gave it a seven which was completely surprising but then the exclamation point album i mean I think I like oh, yeah. to go by album covers. Exclamation! That was like one of the worst album covers. And yeah. like some of the songs on there were fucking garbage. And then Love Letter to You Four, I actually really really like that album cover, and I like the album a lot. Like it really, it, I don't know, it's kind of a weird like way to base things on, but you know, I, I feel like it speaks to his taste throughout the, I throughout the years. To that again. You know, what yeah. I mean, Love Letter to You Four has a very clean cover, has a very clean kind of like crystal sound. And then Pegasus is where he really fell off for me. That one, I gave that one, <laughs> I gave that one an F last year. Cause like, <laughs> oh my god, that shit is hurt. Like the taste, his taste is so bad on that one. Like it's like uh, yeah. an hour, almost an hour and a half long, um, just loaded with like really bad features. I mean, Sean Kingston, Busta Rhymes is especially bad. He compares a girl's pussy to like Boston Market or something like that uh, <laughs> on, on that song. Um, who else is on there? No, Chris yeah. Brown. No, I, yeah, I remember the the Busta Rhymes one. I remember like hearing it, and I was just like, "What is this? Like, who is this? What is going on?" 
And, like, the Sean Kingston one, too. Yeah, I think you're totally right about saying that, like, he's all over the place, place with all these features. It's like, but I think, like, during this time, like, I think like, he was just trying to, like, experiment with the sound, but without actually trying to take a risk, you know, and rely on his I'm own. I'm so biased. T- towards this album <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i'm so biased towards this album <laughs> like, say, this you album. really liked it didn't you yeah, yeah. You i hate it bro I I I, what, uh, what did it. you love about this album i don't know <laughs> i don't know no it was like um i think it was partially because like i was depressed like i think that helps me like get like it was good depression music um but then, like, songs like Oompa's Revenge, like, and, like, I don't know, I feel like the second half of the album, like, from everything after the song We, um, <laughs> we just... was like, yeah, I mean, We was you, like... You mean We? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Yo, what's with your boy? <laughs> not, not proud of that one, but I, I did like I liked his song with Future, like Never Change. I thought that was cool. I thought um, Oompa's Revenge Part Two was cool. Um, but yeah, no, I can see how like I, I didn't like it at first. You know what I mean? Like this album, but I can definitely see why people don't like it because um, it's, it's not the same as like his other music. Like it's it's really weird. Like. It feels like he was just kind of in the studio. He was like, what songs y'all want me to throw in here? I'll throw this one on. Like, everything he had, like, in his hard drive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't really much uh, cohesion with the songs either. Like, yeah, thanks. Uh, like, it felt like... It, that's what I'm saying. Like, it kind of felt, like, all over the place. Where, like... Yeah, I think you, you, you are right. Where, like, he did tailor the songs the more about the features than himself on them. Mm-hmm. Or at least, it, to me, it kind of felt that way. But um, yeah, he got lost in the shuffle, in my opinion, with with that album. Like, like the production was all over the place again. The features were all over the place. The quality was all over the place. Like, there was just songs that were just like straight up just badly produced. Like, like not even just enjoyable trap. Like, the songs Rich Kid has this dr- this this drum pattern that's just like really questionable. Like, it just like start it just like skitters out at moments where it's just like it doesn't make any sense. But I don't know. I think I think the next album after that, which I gave a D minus, the the one with Travis Barker. Uh, I thought that was slightly better, you know, slightly more enjoyable. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that sound. I'm not a huge, um, as you guys know, like I don't know if you read the like the 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 ketamine punk like um, mm-hmm. thing that I wrote, but I'm not a huge fan of like the pop punk revivals thing that are going that's going on with more popular artists like um, like Machine Gun oh, yeah, Kelly. No, that's, yeah, or like Ian Dior kind of does this stuff. You know what right. I mean? Like all, it's like it's like all the sons of Juice World. Yeah. Right, right. I don't like I don't like that stuff. You know, like um again like Pink Shift like we were like um you, you know, I, I give that album a listen. It's pretty good. Like there's a couple of pop punk um outfits out there that are not bad. Um and it's a fine sound, you know what I mean? It's not that I don't like the sound. It's just like I don't like when new people appropriate it and you know, they're doing like the whole little Wayne with the guitar. You know, I'm a rapper but now I'm a rocker like type of shit. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really corny. Um mm-hmm. I, like we've been there and done that. Yeah, so I found that album really corny and unbearable, uh, kind of. Um, but again, yeah, Mr. Rage, a good start. Good good single, good start, um, I would say. Are you guys excited for Trippy's new album, uh, Trip at Night? It, yeah, I mean, if it's going to, I mean, I'm, you know I'm excited, but <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> seems like it's off to a good start so far, so I'm even more excited. I mean, I don't know, like, I guess I'm like, interested and to see like if he will follow up with like to have more production like uh miss the rage 
or if, and if he's going to have like better features too cuz like I, I feel like I've never seen him work with Playboy Cardi before has he has he before in the past he had one song where he was with Cardi on the exclamation point album but it got cut for some reason i don't know why no yeah well know. yeah i mean i'm not, i'm kind of hoping that he brings better better uh features and yeah I, hopefully he's able to keep up with that direction you know and plus like that production is just incredible that fucking guitar chord that gets hit mm-hmm. oh I, I ascend you know what i mean <laughs> yeah I feel, I feel that I, I hope he just keeps it very concise and keeps it like maybe 10 songs uh, a couple good features oh, a couple you know well, a lot of tough cuts. man you're gonna get 40 songs 40 <laughs> songs it's gonna be three and a half hours long <laughs> yeah so we only have like one single to go off of for trippy's album to kind of look at the whole sound of the album um i hope it sounds like mr age you know what i mean i hope it sounds more like mr age than his other his other shit i would say you know going into hip-hop singles and, and albums that are about to come out soon uh, from more highly anticipated artists uh, isaiah rashad released a new single with duke juice and j cole released a new single called interlude uh, i wanted to get your guys thoughts on those because i honestly i'm not sure how to think about them i have mixed feelings like for isaiah rashad right like i felt like maybe you heard someone else say this um but i felt like the beat was definitely more interesting than like what he was doing on there I don't know, for Cole, like, I felt like the direction he was going was interesting, but again, like, the song itself, I don't know if I, like, am I going to listen to that interlude song again? Nah. <laughs> and, yeah, within the context of the album, maybe, but it's a weird thing to release as a single. Like, that's... A... Yeah, who releases... Uh, I don't know, I think he's, he got a little cocky there. That's We're Putting the yeah. interlude out as the single? Right, right. Like, like I get it, man. Like, you know, you went like triple platinum with no features, but like, it's just like I don't know. Like, it, who puts like something that's not supposed to be like the best song on the album as the single and promotion for it? Yeah. So this new album like better be good, or like I don't know. J Cole might uh might not go platinum this time around. He will go platinum, bro. Everybody just over. He'll go platinum. <laughs> Everybody overrates his ass, no matter what. Like they'll 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 stream that shit no matter what. Like, yeah, I don't know who the contingency of J Cole fans is that like built up to such such a critical point. Like, like I don't know who these who these people are that love J Cole like to this extent, uh, and and put him in in goat status with with like next to Kendrick or something. Like I don't know who's like I don't know who's been passing around like K two, and who's been smoking like <laughs> synthetic weed or whatever. Like, <laughs> and saying that J Cole is like the goat of goats. But yeah. I don't know. This shit doesn't prove it to me. This shit doesn't like prove it, it to me I feel like whatsoever. it's nostalgia. I feel like people like him for the nostalgia. Like, I feel like we were all... Like, at least it's a lot of people around our age. And, like, I went to a lot of parties, like, and had J. Cole on. And, like, he was... You know what I mean? Like, he mm. was the guy. Like, when I was in high school. Him, Kendrick, Drake. Like, they were unstoppable. Mm. But kind of, kind of like our XXL conversation. Like, certain people grow and evolve and make it out of there and others like are kind of stuck in that time and i feel like um you know drake you think j cole's stuck in that time yeah i mean i think i think to a degree um he's a relic of that time i Hmm. think i think right now like i think what a lot of people are interested in right now is like street music like i think um little dirk and like you know like uh little Mm -hmm. baby and like like those kind of rappers are like what's i guess like in right now you know what i mean and like um i feel like like yeah, those I, rappers like I, J. Cole I and kendrick 
yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going yeah. to say it like was, Kendrick of all, yeah. you know, damn, damn was a, uh, an evolution to that sound. Like, like Kendrick, his hand was almost forced because it's like to pimp a butterfly came out and it, and although mm-hmm. it's great, it's just like, that's the last time he's going to come out with something where it's like, feels like, like, you know, like organic, like the roots kind yeah. of hip hop. Yeah. Like an and experience. Then, mm-hmm. So, so damn comes in and he, you know, he brings in, you know, um, freaking like, what's that dude's name? Rihanna. Uh, Michael made it. Yeah. Rihanna, Michael made it. Mm-hmm. James Blake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He makes the R and B. He makes you the too. trap yeah right exactly so he comes through and he he does it on his own terms which i really appreciated i think that he that was an excellent evolution and kind of the same with isaiah right exactly and i think that isaiah rashad is a similar type of story where it's just like he could what he's doing right now is good you know duke deuce is one of the most underrated rappers out right now i think duke deuce Mm -hmm. deserves so much more praise than he gets um and i think quality control markets him so so poorly um but yeah, again, like you said with Isaiah Rashad, like I think that he doesn't um he's the least interesting part of the song. Like hands down. Like like we waited three years for this. Like I don't even remember a lyric from the song. Yeah, I mean here the thing that I think they they they're not understanding is like I think it's like their market is kind of shifting, like if to put it that way, because it's like I feel like the guys like for me, like I used to like I, I would consider myself like a Kendrick and like a Cole. Like, obviously I'm not like, I don't worship at the temple of like Kendrick. Like some people do, sure. but like I grew up listening to him. You know what I mean? And I feel like now I listen to people like Dave East and like Freddie Gibbs and like, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, a lot of people from Griselda, <laughs> you know what I mean? To just like make up that lyrical, um, I guess void that was mm-hmm. there when they kind of like, dipped off for a minute and i feel like yeah i I don't know i feel like the audience that they served before who were like in college like didn't really know that much about the world at first you know what i mean like are just a little bit more jaded now and want something like a little bit like i don't know like edgier almost you know now that you kind of like mentioned like some like that like i do think um there's definitely a demand for something that's kind of like out, like definitely something more like danger, but definitely like a world like outside of our own, that's mm-hmm. like a little kind of outrageous and fun, you know? Because like I feel like because nobody really wants to hear like old heads just complaining about like what's going on in the world. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a less demand of like having social conscious like artists out there right now, hmm. but like mm-hmm. and it's definitely falling towards more of like people, you know, like Trippy Red, like all about the rage and all about like partying and stuff. Cardi, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. The market did completely shift because back when Kendrick was um back when like the Pimp a Butterfly came out, I feel like um Playboy Cardi was like not even like a factor. Like there's no like there was no right. anticipating him. He wouldn't have ever like I wouldn't yeah, have anticipated he would have been he would have been shit on, bro. Right, was, like and back then, he was even young. that year, even that year, twenty seventeen. Like our friend John, like tried to show, tried to show me that album, and I was like, "What is this fucking nonsense?" I'm listening to damn, like, whatever. And now I listen to back, them back to back, and I like Playboy Cardi so much more. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. as a, you know, <laughs> I honestly. love that. I don't know why I love. So that. you're saying like, Playboy dude. Cardi is better than Kendrick Lamar? Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He has Hell, three classics. Oh well. yeah. <laughs> I, I, no. I put it. I stamp that right now. <laughs> No, but, like, you know what I'm talking about, though, like, how, because, you know, like, I don't know, maybe because of the way the pandemic's just affected everybody, it's just that, like, I don't think, like, since we're all so consumed by the news and shit, like, we all are tired about hearing, like, you know, racial inequality and hearing about this and that. We don't get tired of that. 
Well, yeah, I mean, not yeah, like tired. Yeah. I don't mean like tired <laughs> as in like, uh, you know, I, I don't mean like tired as in like, like I don't want to hear it again, but definitely like yeah. an exhaustion or like just like, like damn, I, I get over saturation. it. I feel you. I know, I know, like, on get, day, over like, like <laughs> get over it. Like, on damn, they literally sampled Fox News. I know what you're saying. Where it's just like, I'm yeah. hearing yeah, news no all facts. the time anyway. You know what I mean? Every time I walk around, I hear the fucking news. And I, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear what's his name, stupid ass voice again. I don't want to hear Amar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. Geraldo. <laughs> you know, exactly. So, yeah. I, I want to hear beep. You know, I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to float. Like a <laughs> I'm trying to float, bro. Like, that right. was gay. No. <laughs> there's definitely a lane for conscious hip hop, and there's definitely a lane for, like, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, like, addressing racial Super conscious hip hop. That's right. us. That's, that's Playboy Cardi. He's super right. conscious. He's, but, he's on a no level. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was going to say, conscious. I was going to mention, like, Lil Dirk, I think would be a good example, or Lil Baby. Like, they're, they're, they're in that lane, they're addressing it already. You know what I mean? Again, like, with the bigger yeah, that's picture. That's so true. Or with like little Dirk albums, he's addressing it like on a street level type of thing. I don't think there's much of a need for like I don't think there's I mean, I honestly don't think there's a need for Jake Cole anymore. What's Damn. <laughs> so, so you're saying society you. has surpassed the need for of J. Cole. J. Cole. Yes. No, not that's literally it. For society maybe not for Kendrick. I was still giving Kendrick a chance because like Kendrick, like at least he played the card of like, I'm just not gonna put anything out <laughs> so that you can't tell if mm. I'm like falling off or whatever but cole like cole is just like i don't know man he's got to get it together bro like he needs polo g on this album or something you know what yes, i mean like he definitely right. needs polo to, g right years ago yeah, people would have like, laughed at like polo g like oh what is this stupid shit and now it's just like he's like i mean he's good he makes good music over contemporary mm-hmm. beats and he tells real stories you know just like just like jake cole does but he's not pretentious and he doesn't produce his own music so he's not like all oh, like he's not being like Russ, where it's like oh I produce everything myself, you know what I mean? Like fucking smelling his own farts type of shit. Where it's just like he yeah. gets outside help from people, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with 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 keeping up with the sounds of today, and and mm-hmm. and and stepping outside of your own studio for two seconds. Like there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, I absolutely agree. I think I think like you know I I have this conversation within like my friend group. I feel like because like we definitely have some cool fans out here. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's why it's, like, a nostalgia thing. Like, I think people are just, like, really into that era. You know what I mean? Of, like, Cole and Kendrick and whatever. And it's, like, dude, like, mm. that was 2010, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> but it's been 10 years. Like, it's been 10 so, years. Like, 10 years. And J. Cole's the only one that's making good music over 10 years. Like, come on. Yeah, that's completely ridiculous. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. And how many bad albums does he really have to drop before people drop him? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. For Yara's only was horrible, and then the one that came out after that was not good. It's just like I don't know. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, I will say though to Cole, like I will say to his credit, like he's doing a really good job with Dreamville. Like I think. Um, that album was cool. I think his little mm-hmm. roster of artists like have a lot of potential. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know? He's a he's a good curator. Um, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like maybe that's his role. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's incredible. Like, he's, yeah, maybe dude, J. Cole so good, should yeah. be uh like the next uh, DJ Khaled. You know. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with some talent. Music. That's not even a bad idea. You're actually kind of right about that. Where he no, should yeah, like, he's, he should be the producer curator. You know, in between man. Maybe not. The he producer, should be the middle but... child, the middleman. <laughs> yeah, 
I produced the whole album by myself, y'all. <laughs> well, not that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did the whole, whole drop like a spare piece. Fucking, I did it all. You know what I mean? Like Kendrick on the on the Black Panther soundtrack, where it's just like he's coming through once in a while with like you know, he, I'm yeah. still around. You know what I mean? But I'm not the primary focus. Because again, Jid and yeah. Earth Gang and people like that, I feel like are more like I have a better sense of what's going on than he does. Yeah, I feel like that's the struggle of like a genre like hip hop, where it's like you know it's a young genre and things are changing a lot it's like you might be like right on the money you know what i mean in terms of like the culture and like what people want like one year but like the next year like you you might you just got to do some work to keep up sometimes hmm. yeah i want yeah. i want to, i wanted to shift the topic to something else um kind of like speaking of somebody from a forgotten era or from a not a forgotten era but like a nostalgic era um you know, where all those people, we see who fell off, we see who, you know, is showing up nowadays. Uh, Chance the Rapper is one who, who completely fell off, but his buddy, Donald Glover, uh, is, is somebody who's kind of hiding back in the shadows. And to me, um, Donald Glover has had a weird trajectory. Like, I feel like he was on top of the world with the whole Atlanta shit. And, you know, he was at the award ceremony talking about how important Migos was. And then he, you know, he was announced for all these different projects, Deadpool, Lion King, all these different things. But I feel like, Oddly enough, he's kind of fallen off. I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, but um, I'm going to get to what I'm going to be talking about in a second. But I feel like he's kind of mm-hmm. fallen off in certain ways, too, because The Lion King mm-hmm. flopped. You know what I mean? He was Lando. Yeah. That movie flopped. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> he released that, that Guava Island. Good with Disney? No, he released that Guava Island thing, and that thing completely yeah. flopped. That's there was just bad, a, yeah, there was a whole bunch of stock in him where it was like everybody thought that he was going to be like the next like auteur or something like that. But unlike Chance, like, like Chance again, like completely fell off, but he is kind of still lingering in the shadows as an influential figure, and and like kind of going into that. Um, I don't remember which one of you sent it to me. I think it was I think it might have been Eve. Um, sent me like the, the whole Donald Glover. Oh, Troy. No, um, no, it was me. It was I have the oh. tweets pulled up too. If you want to read them all. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. You can. Yeah. You have them pulled up. You said. So um, so Donald Glover. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all uh, follow him on Twitter. But he routinely, like, deletes everything off his Twitter and then, like, tweets again. So it's just, like, when he tweets, it's just, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of – I won't say it's like, a big deal. But, like, you know, you're, you're like, oh, wow, he tweeted, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yesterday he tweeted out, um, saw people on here having a discussion about how tired they were of reviewing boring stuff, TV and film. Uh, and then he tweeted – and then he has two more tweets where he's just, like, we're getting boring stuff and not even experimental mistakes – because people are afraid of getting canceled. So they feel like they can only experiment with aesthetic. Uh, also, because some of them know they're not that good. So pretty much yes, what trying to say. Yes, yes. The last part, yes. Y'all <laughs> suck. Y'all all fucking <laughs> suck. I went to school with all these motherfuckers. Y'all suck. Continue. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> go off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... It's just facts, bro. Sorry, I was eating a banana too. I just broke fast. Eat Mubarak to everyone. I just want to say, eat Mubarak, and we support Palestine here. Um, but I just wanted to say, mm-hmm. like, it's just you know, it's crazy, like, because like when I was in school, like I saw it happen. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like 2014 to like 26. I mean, excuse me, 2018 was like you know the evolution of cancel culture. And I just saw like within film school, like it was just like it was every movie was just like I don't know everything was. Everything was trying to be like a, a woke piece. Everything was trying to like be a social like commentary. Everything and it's like you have nothing to say. 
Like, you don't have anything to say about these topics. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, like, some random white girl or whoever. You know what I mean? Making this movie. So it's like, I don't know. It, it felt like a very insincere mismatch between, like, people's, like, intentions of, like, oh, I want to make, like, you hmm. know, this film that's going to, like, do X, Y, and Z. But it's like, you haven't really been through anything. Like, you're, you guys are all still the same, like, rich kids who came from, who got who go to NYU. You know oh, so you're, I mean? you're so saying like, like the the uh, student films that came out, or are you saying like the? Saying yeah, I'm like saying the student films, and I'm saying like just I, I say NYU in like that area because like and this might I hope I don't get canceled because of this, but it's just like so many <laughs> people from my school like who I know are just like in that system. You know what I mean? Like Donald Glover went to NYU and shit. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like it feels like I saw it happen in school, and now this is the future generation of filmmakers. You know what I mean? Like this is. These are all the people who are who are trying to make movies right now, and it's like it, he's so right. It's like it's so boring. Like only people who make good shit are the people who do movies like Good Time and do movies like right, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, um, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good like, time is such hugely an aesthetic. That, that's a great example because again, yeah, with the with the aesthetics, the aesthetics are there, but they complement everything so well. And and again, mm -hmm. the Safdie brothers don't mind getting their hands dirty. Like they have Robert exactly. Pattinson sitting in that that house that he shouldn't be in with that underage girl, and he makes out with her to like mm -hmm. you know to avoid mm -hmm. her seeing him committing crimes on the screen. Like that's disgusting. That was some real shit. That was some real shit though. It was like right. it wasn't like you know what I mean. It's it, like it was horrible to see, but it was like it was real, and it was like like that's what you go to see movies for. Yeah, like you see movies to like mm -hmm. real flawed to, people. Yeah, like, in, in, in like, that's the feel, like, you're not going to do that shit, you know, we all know it's a movie, so it's, like, there's the safety of it, too, and I don't know, I feel like people just, like, don't believe in that anymore. I, I think Waves was a good example of that, too, the one that we reviewed, I think that was a good, like, especially that, that middle part of the movie was a good, it was a very interesting, like, um, was a very interesting yeah. choice to take, you know what I mean? Having a guy make a really fucking fucked up choice, and you show it on screen, and you don't, you're not, you're not afraid to show that. You know what I mean? Some movies are so just... You're right. They're so afraid to show anything. They're so afraid to say anything. Because they're just afraid. They're just tiptoeing around like people's sensibilities. Mm. They're afraid yeah, of uh, losing money. Yes, it's you all capitalism, I mean? really. No, it's facts. You're so right, Troy. It's like, it's literally... Like, it's not out of the fear of, like, saying the wrong thing. It's out of the fear of, like, you know, economic repercussions. And I don't know. That's so corny. Like, trying to make mm -hmm. art here and it's like we're just like focused on you know disney this for another yeah, yeah we're, for we're another trying to make people feel something and we're trying to have, have something be gritty but at the same time we're trying to be like let's sterilize it because like we, we don't want we don't want people to feel something too much we want we want more people to feel something <laughs> and not a niche right. audience of people to feel something because you know it's just very like like what are you even doing like like are you do is it just marketing or are you, or are you being a director like, right are you being a I was watching, you know, I'm watching The Sopranos, and it's like, mm -hmm. I was thinking about that, like, era of just, like, um, anti-heroes, because, like, I was really into TV when I went to film school. Like, I wanted to be a TV writer. I watched, like, hours and hours and hours of Breaking Bad and, like, you know, The Wire and, like, you know, Mad Men and everything that I could get my hands on. But, like, those characters, like, you don't see that many, like, of those, like, flawed characters so much. Like, I think you see archetypes of, like them but like you don't really get characters like that who aren't really good people if that makes sense yeah i feel like like the main thing you're supposed to do is you're supposed to write the character if the character is racist you're supposed to write them as racist if the character is a pedophile you're supposed to write them as a pedophile 
you know, I don't. But nobody would make a movie nice. about a pedophile, or nobody would make a movie about a racist, unless the racist is the antagonist, or the pedophile is the antagonist. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Where are these pedophile uh, antihero thrillers, man? Taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not looking for that, but uh, no, the, the, the pedophiles were the villains in that movie. I know. I'm just joking. No, they, <laughs> they, like, they, they were they were definitely the villains, but like you know, yeah, he yeah. was like he was he was he was low key a pedophile. You know what I mean, like. He was into that girl, like you know, um, Bickle. Like he, he, he was in. He did risk it all for that girl. Yeah, that was off. that was crazy. Yeah, no, he was definitely into her, bro. That weirdo. Like that was why he, yeah, he would have shot up a pimp's crib, bro. Because <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, bro. Because there's not movies that are. He was the original um, EDP, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, is that what we need? <laughs> Oh my god. EDP. He's the hero that EDP we need. He's like Batman. He's the hero that we need. We didn't ask for him, but we need him. We didn't ask for him. He's the hero we deserve. We didn't ask for him, but we don't deserve him. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Yeah. But, um. Uh, oh my god. No, but to kind of like. A Philly legend. <laughs> No, no, I'll no. Yeah, Philly's most most prominent figure, guys. Bro, I mean, all I'll say about that is, you know, either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the Philly. Offer a cupcake. <laughs> oh, oh. Man, it looks like a cupcake. You know what? <laughs> I didn't see his full Literally. body like that. He's, he's always doing the front. Oh, up. God. Could you imagine? Um, he, uh, he looks like a scoop of chocolate ice cream. <laughs> with legs. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. He looks bad. <laughs> the pandemic was not kind to him at all. Oh my god. Oh, but well, oh, he, he wasn't kind during the pandemic, you know? Like no, that's true. Fucking, <laughs> messaging little girls. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Don't feel bad for him. <laughs> so you were kind of the pandemic. <laughs> fucking, bro, we're out here trying to survive, and he's fucking messaging thirteen-year-olds about cupcakes. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh man, there's no way to transition out of this shit. We're in a fucking golf rut. Like, we're in the sand pits yeah. right now, boys. <laughs> oh yeah, we we went, we got to the EDP side of the conversation. <laughs> You know what? EDP, not a bad guy. Let's get him on the pod. Let's get him on the pod to tell he's half of the story. Oh my god, dude. Fucking. I will say about this though, about EDP. We probably want to cut this part, but like, I, don't know, I thought it was so funny how like they caught him, and then they're just like, alright, see you around. <laughs> like they just let him go entirely. Like what the fuck, bro? I was watching like a, a like a Hassan video about that or whatever, and he he was going through like the whole video, and he's like, "This guy is a creep too." He's like, "He's like, watch this part." The guy's like, "Yeah, oh, you yeah. know, I think I think a couple seventeen year olds are hot, like you know, but I'm not gonna go after them." That's what the, that's what the yeah, Chris yeah. Hansen type guy said. You know, the guy who who was doing the catch. No, yeah, no, I, I, that's all too. <laughs> I thought it was fucked up too when he was just like, "So man, like, what are you into? Like thirteen year olds?" And he's like, "Yep." And he's like, all right, like, tell me about it. He's just like, all right, but what about a twelve-year-old? And then he's like, what? Fuck no, that's disgusting. And he, he's just like, what's right. the biggest difference between a twelve-year-old and thirteen-year-old? I'm just like, why are you asking him this question? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. fucking slap the cuffs on this motherfucker. We got him. <laughs> he's caught. 
You don't need, to, you don't need to. You don't need to get into his preferences. Like this is not a Tinder profile. Like, bro, <laughs> we don't need to set the age limit. Like, the age limit yeah. is set by the government. <laughs> it's not set by EDP. So why are we? <laughs> why are we getting so in, invested in this? Oh, oh man, you know why? Because EDP was, was the meme of the, of the meme of the, over the past ten years. You know. Oh man, fallen. R.I.P. Yeah, Fall, fallen hero. Well, I guess he wasn't a hero. <laughs> After all. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, transition to uh... Ice Age. Boom. Ice Age. I want to talk to you guys about this album. I, I, I've uh, been excited to hear you guys' thoughts if you guys listen to it all the way through. Because um, I, I, you know, this is a band that I didn't really anticipate liking so much. Um, it's a band that during a normal year, maybe 2019, 2017, whatever year that they came out with their other albums, you know, they're like a critical indie darling. They always get like, like high ratings and all that kind of stuff. And I... You know, I like their music. I think that it's well made, but I never really got into it. They always struck me as one of those bands that like felt a little bit disorganized, um, had a sound that was cool, but like they never really felt to me um, like they had a defined sound, I guess. Um, they were mm-hmm. always shifting from sound to sound to sound. And maybe part of it was because like they were so young. So they started off making like punk music and then they kind of got into more like blues rock and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, now that they're a little bit older and now that they seem like they are making the music they really, really want to make, um, they came out with this album, Seek Shelter, which I think is the perfect cross between their punk roots and, you know, their newfound love of Rolling Stones, you know, classic rock kind of music. Um, And it's, I don't know, like the guy's voice just sounds perfect and their perspective sounds really perfect within the sound. Um, But as newcomers to their music, what did you guys think of this album? Really, I, see, I wouldn't expect them to be like, uns- not like unsure of themselves, but like unsure of their sound until like recently, because like it, it does kind of sound like a like an established sound they they really came together and made. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really liked, uh, yeah, I, th- I really liked it. Um, I like um, the rock um, aspect of it. Um, I, it kind of sounded like very gr- like a little grungy to me too, which I kind of like, like my rock music. So yeah, I I thought it was pretty sweet. Yeah, it reminded me of, like, um, early White Stripes. Like, we're not, like, super early White Stripes, but just, like, how, like, I don't know, they, like, developed that, like, just, like, I don't know, it felt like a garage rock kind of sound, like, mm-hmm. mixed with just, Yeah, like, totally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it also, I don't know, I thought it was cool because, like, I haven't really heard, like, rock bands like this in a while. Like, um, like most of the indie rock I listen to, like, a lot of it has been, like, singer songwriter vibes you know what i mean like phoebe bridgers and like like that kind of stuff like um, yeah you know sharon van eaton and you know all these like very mm-hmm. moody like uh you know uh i guess like sparse kind of like sounding like songs yeah like but, uh, um what's it, like angel olsen or something right yeah like angel olsen yeah exactly exactly but it, like this was like this was like different and kind of refreshing for me because i was like wow like i haven't really heard like upbeat you know what i mean like rock music that wasn't like because like now i listen to just like metal and shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. when i need like my rock or like you know pop punk or whatever yeah like i haven't yeah i haven't really heard that much like rock and roll that was like i don't know that felt this like polished if that makes sense and i don't know i have to listen to it again for sure because like you know it takes me sometimes a couple of listens to like really get into it but that was those were like my initial like impressions um just from listening to it 
Yeah, I got you. And um, some of the comparisons you made, I actually made like in my review. So those were like some good things to pick up on. Like I didn't, I didn't mention the white stripes, but that was an interesting, um, interesting comparison because like you know the, the white stripes, they made their bone, they made their living, I guess, off of like blues rock revivalism. The same, mm-hmm. the same way the Strokes kind of did like rock revivalism. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting comparison that you made. And then Phoebe Bridgers is, is actually how I started off the review because I think Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers' sound is so um, specific. That's why I like her music so much. The songwriting is so specific and it gets into such gritty details about things and like depressing details about things. Um, yeah. You know, and I think this album to me um, is the first time that I really heard them get into super gritty details and themes um maybe just because i didn't really like their music all that much i didn't really listen too closely mm-hmm. so maybe this is not something that's all too new maybe if, if you guys are listening and you you know like ice age maybe you guys are like screaming at the your phone or whatever like they've made the shit before or whatever i don't know but um again the way that they organized it and the way that they came through together with these themes just makes so much just made so much more sense to me like they had themes of romance and and a lot of things where it was like a lot of contradictions where like the song love kills slowly is one that really um stuck out to me where it's just like you know you're you're in love with somebody and over time like you know they they do things that are that are kind of fucked up or you do things that are kind of fucked up and and over time you realize that it's like it's too good to be true you know things are going to yeah. think things are going to fall off you know in in one way or another whether you're it's going to happen in a month or it's going to happen in 30 years when you get a divorce like it's very like it's very world weary it's very like um like they they've been through a lot of things you know they don't sound like punks like like 19 year old 20 year olds coming out making music about whatever they sound like they've been through romances that didn't work they've been through situations that got fucked up you know and they like understand how situations go nowadays and they like can sing about it uh, with experience and that's what that's what i really liked about it a lot and um i think my favorite song on the album is probably the opener um shelter song um, oh yeah, that was good. That song is sweet. It reminds me of um, Oasis a lot, actually. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. They do sound like they sound like. Yeah, like I don't know what it is about. What do you think? Is it just like the production? It, I don't know. It reminds me of like Radiohead too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just British. Like, ro- it's British rock. They took a lot of influence from British rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. The chorals, you know, like the chorus kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. Whoa. I'll just ignore that. Uh, That's Warzone. <laughs> um, you know, like, uh, you don't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones, like with the mm-hmm. chorus and everything. It reminds me a lot of that, too, where it's like the sounds of blues, the sounds of rock and roll, but also the sound choral music and uh, uplifting, soulful sounds. It's, it's music that, that, that digs into negativity. You know, you don't always get what you want, but, you, you know, you, at the end, you get what you need. This song, it's like um, a, a lyric that stuck out to me was... Um, uh, the world keep you just keep turning and you keep turning and then it all spins out somehow where it's like that's pretty much how life has been for i mean honestly that's how life is just generally it's just like you don't know what the it's fuck you're doing it's like dizzy bat yeah. you just fucking put your head to the bat and you spin it around and then you fucking get up and you look around and everything you hit the fucking up. ball you know and you, you walk forward and you try to you try to figure it out and you might fall you know but you get back up you know and life might kick you hit you on the right hit you on the left like every direction you know, but you get up and you, you figure it out. Like, and then you, and then from there you, you know, if you don't have any experiences, if you're just like a rich prissy, like, like, you know, son of a millionaire who, who just makes mistakes and they're all covered up and you don't learn anything and you just end up being a shithead. But you know, if you're a real person and you, you know, you really like have life experiences and you have negative experiences that happen in life, like they suck, but everything happens for a reason. And it's just like, as long as you're not dead, it's like, 
you know, shit is good. You know, and that's, that's what I feel about this album, where it's just like, it has a lot of those contradictions, where it's very negative, you know, there's overtly a lot of negative things on it, you know, a lot of the sounds are, you know, very gritty and very violent and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, it has, on first listen, like you said, Eve, it has like a very positive, uplifting sound on a lot of the songs. But if you yeah. dig into the lyrical themes, it's like, it's a, it's a lot about how, you know, life kicks you in the fucking teeth yeah and you know i think like i think those are always really cool songs like I, I love songs where it's like you know not to go back to like a phoebe british comparison but like there was like there were songs on there that sounded happy like kyoto, kyoto or something yep. where it's like yeah. you know what i mean but you're singing about like something that's like pretty depressing honestly um what do you what do you think they mean by like seek shelter because like i feel like that's a very interesting title like it, it com- it's like a command you know what i mean so it's like Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like a call, it feels like almost like a call to action, but like, I don't know, like, what do you think, like, because I was just curious about, like, what they meant by that, and you were, like, actually talking about the lyrics earlier. I've been kicking it around in my head, I'm not really, I'm not really 100% sure, I've been, I've been trying to figure out how that connects to the Shelter song as well. I think yeah. it's, I think it's just kind of about, like, everybody, I, I don't know, everybody, you know, whether you're rich, you're poor, or whatever, you have experiences where you get put out in your ass in certain ways, you know, whether it's emotionally, uh, financially, uh, your dad dies, your mom dies, like you get broken up with, like you get in a car crash, like, you know, these things happen, your dog dies, whatever, like horrible things happen to you and everybody, you know, and especially, you know, I hate to, I hate to bring it back to this, but even rich, poor, whatever, during the pandemic, especially, you know, everybody's, all these things are happening that are bad. You know what I mean? People's stocks right. plummet, you know, whether you're, whether you think that you're a good pre-pandemic or not you know your your grandfather gets sick or your young brother gets sick where it's like that would have never happened so i feel like everybody is kind of like seeking shelter where it's like everybody's like kind of like huddling it's like a bunch of huddled masses together uh like in a communal again like it is a communal suffering and it, and you're coming together because of suffering but at the same time it, it is communal where it's like you know okay now we're all in here together like at least like we have each other type of thing that's cool yeah yeah I think the, I don't, this is like a random ass point, but like, I also really like the album cover. Like I thought, I don't know what it is about the horse with like that, like it's like super red eye, but like, I don't know, like that kind of, I don't know, that, that image just evoked a lot of like anxiety for me. Like it's like this beautiful ass horse, but it's like, it's fuck, it's fucking crying or it's like pink eye or something. Yeah, it's crying. Yeah, it's like irritated. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's something, something's not right with the horse. (laughs) Yeah, he looks upset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's high as fuck. Like, (laughs) but I think that kind of like, I don't know, that kind of like, maybe that ties in with like what you were kind of saying about like the underlying like sadness in a lot of these songs it's like it looks good but it's like yo what's good with my horse bro he's but deep he's down all fresh yeah. right he's fresh as hell but like look at his face he's sad bro his fucking horse girlfriend is banging another horse like he's so sad <laughs> no nah, he, he just won the kentucky derby but then he tested positive for uh steroids or whatever he's like i won but i'm not drunk <laughs> yeah, but, poor Bojack. <laughs> yeah, yeah man, it gets better. Yeah, I fuck with this album, and I also wanted to bring it around just really quickly to um, the song. I don't know if you guys remember the song Vendetta on this album. It it's it, it stuck out mm-hmm. to me as something that didn't like mesh with the other songs on the album, like thematically. Like it's an, mm-hmm. it's a song about um, 
uh, everybody, everybody's someone's successor. It's like about um, crimes, like like literally, it's like directly um, references cocaine. It's like the city's filled with cocaine, and this song reminds me of something that would have been a pusher. And they are a Danish band, so I think this is an interesting mm. thing to talk about real quick. That like I feel like that song specifically, Vendetta, is something that could have been in that movie and like speaks to that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was just listening to it for a second. I I totally could hear it, like in like a chase. You know what I mean? Yeah, scene or something. <laughs> like you know, like chugging kind of guitars and shit. And yeah, again, all the references about cocaine, which of course in that movie that was like the driving factor of everything and heroin. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I don't know. It was a really good album. I really fuck with it. I gave it an A minus. And then, um, you know, I think we were both we were all kind of feeling positive about music this week. There was a lot of fucking good music. Um, and really I know that you yeah. gave uh, a pretty high praise to a very very good soundtrack, which I would actually tend to agree with you. Uh, Yo, she is fire. <laughs> it's pretty good. She, yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> good, right? Oh my god! Flying Lotus, come on the pod. Please, oh my dude! He, you the, liked the dude. review. Come and talk about it. <laughs> no, really, I think, dude, that that like, I I loved that soundtrack so much, bro. Like, I, I I'm not usually like a soundtrack guy either. You know what I mean? Like, I know I know like I have friends who like listen to soundtracks. Shout out to like all my friends who do that. But like, that's just not what I usually do, um, unless I'm like writing or something. But like, this was just like. Bro, like, like I don't know. It felt like I was at home. You know what I mean? Like, it just was. Just, it was so. Like, it was everything that I kind of really never realized I wanted out of like an anime soundtrack. Like that. That like pulls from like you know what I mean? Like hip hop too. Um, mm. And he he just really managed to deliver with this. Nah, yeah, he really is. I liked um so like I haven't had the chance to watch the anime, but I did listen to to the soundtrack. And um like I was on the treadmill and I was listening to it and I literally felt like I was just like immersed in like a whole new world. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like everything just like like even the beginning like, uh yeah, I was gonna say word the door, like I, I don't know. I, I like how like um the way he was able to do like uh, side side uh side sound effects to make it sound like a, like a, the scene's probably gonna it was going on. I mean, it probably is from the anime, like this, like like people like walking and like hearing like a door open or something. Like that's probably from the show, but like it, it worked very well. I was in, like I kind of like I entered this world, and then the Thundercat feature right after that. I I, I was not expecting Thundercat to be on this at all. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the intro song for the. That's the intro song for the uh, anime. I thought that song was so good. Black oh, and gold. Oh, nice. Yeah, Thundercat is a. Uh... Is one of the is one of the best like working bassists. Dude, highly so respected. Uh, Bro, fucking love so Thundercat. Cool. Yeah, they're they're magic together. So, they they make beautiful music together. Um, they have been for years. You know. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like that. It was like that whole scene. Just right. Like all those. Like all those little jazz. Like I guess adjacent artists are just so fucking good. Like. So, so what's I, the I, show about? Oh yeah, I mean, so Yasuke's about um, it's based over it's based off of excuse me like a historical character um, of the same name. And he was like a he was like a black samurai, um, but it takes like you know artistic liberty with just like the setting and all that stuff and like um, you know like 
there's magic, there's uh, evil demons, there's robots, there's shape-shifting Russians, it's it's all over the place. Um, but it follows him and this girl who has superpowers, and he has to basically, you know, typical, like, he's got to deliver her to where she's got to be so that she can learn how to be, you know, the best version of her superhero self. So that's, like, pretty, pretty standard, um, I guess, like, plot, you know what I mean? But I felt like... I feel like the fight scenes and the uh, music were just so good because, especially because like the music went so well with the fight scenes that it was like when there was a fight scene, bro, it was just like it was like a music video almost. You know, was it like the Boondocks where it's like an MF Doom song is playing and and there's like fighting? Like, it, does it feel like that kind of? It, it it feels like that, but better. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's mm. like. It's not. It's not a song that's not tailored to the scene. Like mm, okay. all the little details that he's able to include. You know what I mean? Like really, I think like make it that much more immersive. Like in all those like in between tracks, like that are like just like really ambient sounding. You know what I mean? Like I think they serve a purpose in like like I fill out the rest of like the soundtrack so it feels like when you do get to like a song that like feels like an MF Doom song, it's like. It feels like justified, and it feels like it fits within like the like the sonic palette of the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot. I feel like I feel like that was so fucking pretentious. I'm sorry. No, it makes sense. That's, I mean, I, again, I didn't watch the show either. I watched maybe the first ten minutes, and it's not my kind of anime. You know, it's definitely that Netflix anime where it's like very. Bright, oh yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like, it looked, yeah, the opening yeah, looked like much. Avengers, and I was like, I'm not interested. But because I'm yeah, very, very, yeah. very picky with my anime, like I like. Um, no, I feel you. you know, I like my. Uh, uh, like Maizaki or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, I like, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, Akira. I, I tend to like the movies more because I like the way that they're animated better because it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's they, way better. They focus on the movement more. And that's the big thing for me. I like I like anime that moves around. You can see the arms moving. You can see like the face moving. Mm-hmm. Like ba- like people in the crowd, like, you know, moving around. That kind of thing. Um, I like my anime more like that. I'm not really a big fan of series in general. I've only watched like maybe like, yeah, yeah. one series or something. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but, uh, in general, like the music, uh, of the show fits in well to the themes of it, like the flutes, uh, and all the Asian mm-hmm. influence, like the, the block, like mm-hmm. the block percussion sounds, um, mm-hmm. you know, the sword cutting sounds, all that kind of stuff. The way that he reconciled that with like the new age, one of tricks point never, um, sense mm-hmm. of, of, um, of uncut gems is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. those synths are just like straight out of that of that sound palette, which just like um, I love. Like I fuck, I listen to the Uncut Gem soundtrack weekly, and that shit uh, reminds me of that a lot. Like the very yeah. bright, bubbly, like type of synth. Mm-hmm. It's like the John Carpenter vibe, right? Right. It's like, John Carpenter. Yeah. 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 Like I think that was so cool um, too, and I think that like I think that this is kind of what I was trying to say earlier in a, in a less pretentious way. It's like they have like, they have like a good mix of so many different like sounds that it like, it just makes it feel like it's more than just like, Oh, we're going to play this hip hop track or like, Oh, we're going to play this like soul track over this. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, 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 it just feels like it has so much more purpose. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, is is it like a very musical show? Like, is most of the show soundtracked, or is there, is there like some silence? I mean, I, I I would say like there there's there's a lot of just like cool like those those very ethereal tracks where it's like 
you know, just a synth, just like vibing out, bro. Like those moments are some of the best ones in the show because it's just like, usually it's accompanied by just like some trippy visual, you know what I mean? And it, it just, I don't know. I love those scenes cause they feel, um, it just took me to like a, like a very, like, I guess like trippy place. And they do that a lot. Like there's a lot of like cool trippy, like scenes that they, that they include. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I gotta. I guess I get. I give it a further watch because I do love Boondocks. Boond- I mean, as far as animes go, Boondocks is not an anime show, obviously, because it wasn't made in Japan. But it does. It has mm. that style, and Boondocks is like one of those shows of that style, like of that, um, you know, what do you call it, visual style, that I can watch over and over again. So, and yeah. same with Shamai Champloo, and same with. Well, I was about um, to say Champloo, yeah, Champloo. Yeah, I you really know? like that show a lot. Um, so, so maybe cool. I will like it. Cowboy Bebop too is another one. So I think, you know, shows that have that incorporate jazz or like incorporate like Western sounds with Japanese sounds is, is always cool to me. So maybe I'll give it another one. Yeah. No, that's totally true though. And I think that's why I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that's why there's like such an appreciation for like this kind of like overlap between like hip hop and like, you know, anime. It's like it's such a Western like lens, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that you look through, but it's like it's still like combined with like that, you know. The well, they love each other. Like, I mean, ja- like like Japanese people fucking love baseball. They love jazz. They love, yeah. You know, not to speak generally about Japanese people, but Japanese culture draws from uh, hip hop. You know, like Nujabees and uh, mm. Nigo. Like he loves he loves Western culture. He loves hip hop culture, and yeah. and the same. You know, I mean, like rappers fucking love wearing anime shirts, and Thundercat <laughs> loves anime. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Flying Lotus is a huge anime nerd. Like. They, yeah. There's definitely a symbiotic relationship going on between the the United no. States and Japan for sure. No, definitely, definitely. It's so yeah. That's so. I mean, I never thought that I would literally get an album like this where it's like catering to that. You know what I mean? But yeah. God, I hope I hope Philo does another season of music for this, and I hope he does like a completely you know new soundtrack because I, I I really man, this was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Uh, so, Troy, do you have any songs on this album that you were really like into, like uh, specific songs, or did you just like it more the vibe? I do like the uh, the vibe a lot of it uh, on a lot of the songs. Um, I, I was also surprised uh, seeing Denzel Curry on this as well. Um, you know, I like I won't say I'm the biggest Denzel Curry fan, but when I do see his name, I get a little excited. So it was real nice like hearing from him. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a really solid album. Um, honestly, I, I kind of want to watch the show now. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I want to give it another, I think I want to give it another watch. I'm going to skip the opening scene because that shit was just like too much. It's just too overwhelming looking for me. But I think the yeah. more Bro, quiet. Made no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more quiet contemplative stuff. I didn't want it to be wizards and magic and stuff. I wanted it to be a, a historical type of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I wanted it to be like a historical drama or something like that considering the fact that it was like based off a real guy but yeah i hope the show is yeah. not too magical is it like does it is, it, is there a lot Bro. of lasers in the show or no? no it's anime there's no, magic in every anime i know, I know. it's just like you should watch it like it's it's only six episodes you know what i mean oh so it is it's like is it 30 minutes yeah it's only hours? six it's twenty minutes, like twenty. Yeah, yeah, like twenty three. Oh, I have no excuse. I'll watch yeah, it. yeah. I'll watch just it. watch it. It's like six episodes, like that. It, it's like it's not horrible. You know what I mean? Like I gave it a C because, like, I just really felt like it was just like it didn't. Like you, I felt like you were completely hit the nail on the head with like 
just like the Netflix anime comparison because like it just felt like that. Like it didn't feel like like it it felt like um like some areas they did a really good job and like you know Yusuke, I mean excuse me Yasuke, his character is really cool. Um, the soundtrack obviously was really cool and the fights they looked really good. Um, but other elements like yeah, it just felt like rushed or like you know they didn't like put any like. I don't know. Mostly the animation, I was like just not a fan of in those moments. Um, not explaining shit with the plot, like what the fuck, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Where just like you but, just assume. I, I read something in your review where it was like the power structures between the characters or something didn't make any sense. Like bro, the damage, it made no fucking sense. Or whatever. Bro. It's just like how do you tell yeah. who's more strong than who? Like type of shit. There's no rules. Yeah. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, that. it's that kind. Of, it's that kind of stuff. It's like it's hard to like get into it if you don't know like what the rules of the world are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't establish it beforehand. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So I guess would would your plug, quote unquote, for the week be uh, to watch that show, or is there like something else, like an album or something that you would also recommend? Like, nah, definitely. I mean, watch this and like listen, mm-hmm. listen. No, listen, listen to this and watch this. Like, smoke. I mean, I don't, I don't. If you do drugs, do drugs. But <laughs> I smoked weed to this, and like, it was pretty nice. Like, I just was chilling out on my roof, like just listening to it like it's it's a really just great chill album if you need something to like decompress and hmm. feel happy all right all right so i'm gonna throw it to you troy do you have any uh like albums that you've been like anticipating or that you've been listening to that we haven't mentioned uh albums i mean besides like the j cole one um i really don't there's another album too it's coming out but i already forget but honestly the thing i kind of want to plug is the circle season two he was going off about this in the group chat y'all it's crazy so i mean like uh i i want to do a review on it just because of like not because (laughs) yeah no i I will i will but um yeah i just think it's like just the concept is just more interesting than the people playing the game Mm -hmm. you know just like um because i don't know if you guys ever seen the show but it's it's basically just like these all these people live in an apartment complex, they never met, and the only way that they can talk to each other is through a social media app called The Circle. So it's basically like uh, like Facebook or something. You can put posts, you can DM people at any time, and um, and I, I just think it's real interesting, just because like how like like since every player is by themselves, that they just say whatever's in their head out loud. So, like, mm-hmm. they'll just, like, message somebody and be like, okay, in this conversation, I need to get this person to be on my side so they don't vote me out the show. And then, like, they'll have the conversation, and at the end, they'll be like, okay, that went really well. But then the, on the other side of the other conversation, the, the person just like, who the fuck's this asshole? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And then since it's through text, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, which I think it just, like, um, kind of shows, uh, like, how much, like we all kind of rely on like social media, you know, of, like, and how like, we all could take different interpretations off of like messages and shit. Of, like, what, I mean, what, I'll explain said. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll explain it like in the review, but um, I, I don't know. I just think it's like real interesting just how people play the game. Like, um, like they try yeah. to create these huge like teams on there, like, you know, unofficially of course, but like it's, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's very political and it's super colorful too. So it's kind of it kind of feels like I'm watching like an anime or something where like <laughs> no it seriously is we're like you know we're you know an anime like how the main characters like you can always hear what they're thinking yeah yeah it's yeah, basically yeah. that <laughs> dude yeah Except, I remember like, watching season one that shit was crazy it is a wild yeah show. I like season one too 
Yeah, I remember that came out like right at the beginning of the pandemic too, right? Yeah, it was like perfect timing. It's like they knew. <laughs> right, like right. Like I know. Remember they happen. were all releasing, man. They were having the time of their lives over at Netflix and all those streaming services <laughs> when they knew we were at home. <laughs> Tiger King, which I just rewatched. Uh, yeah, speaking Tiger of Netflix King. shows, goddamn, like I've been, I've been, I've been watching Netflix shows actually a good amount. Yeah, the Tiger King, I rewatched it. It's 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 just as sad, if not sadder, on the second run around. I don't know how that was like a cultural phenomenon. Like people were having like watch parties, like oh, Carrie Baskin. Yeah, I wonder what she's Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Like, it's like, bro, everybody on that show is a scumbag who abuses animals and women. Like, it's not fun. It's very good. It's a very good documentary. You know what I mean? It's horrible well, people, th- though. You well, know you mean? know, I think they're really good anti-heroes. You know what I mean? They're all just yeah. so interesting in fucked up ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're just like... That shit is like, like an anime, man. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> it's so outrageous. Dude, it's so funny. The guy who owns a tiger ranch also he also has a TV show and he also sings and he also fucking abuses tigers and he gets everyone hooked on meth. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That's a cra- that's a crazy show. And I also wanted to Legend. Uh, uh, sorry, were you done with your uh, you're talking about the circle? I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's pretty much it. I mean, right. you know I, Yeah. Everyone's dumb though on the show, I will say. Not like <laughs> they always get like the hottest people that are just really dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. That's how I this season one. That's what I saw uh, most for the most part. But speaking of hot dumb people, Zac Efron's Down to Earth season one. You guys should watch that shit. Fucking oh, great really? show. The most really? funny unintentional comedy ever created. Really, <laughs> so fucking funny. He goes around the world just with his dumb guy perspective, and then with this dumb guy like guy who's he's like an older guy who's like basically scamming him. He's like, oh, my name is Darren, and I like you know I like. Uh, I'm a spiritual advisor. Right, he's a spiritual like advisor. That. Like he, he, they go from it's so funny. They go from England to France or something like that, and they go through the English Channel. And then Darren's like, "Oh, we got to get out of the car and take off your shoes and and get on the grass." And Zach is like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, like it'll get you back in your circadian rhythm or whatever." And it's like they didn't even travel to a different time zone. They just went like to the oh same time God. zone. It's within Europe. It's just like so much of that kind of bullshit. So much of like where um, they're basically like, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like. He, he talks for like 10 minutes about single-use plastic and how we're not supposed to use it, how you should use, you know, water containers and how everybody can make a difference and that kind of thing. And then the very next sketch, he's at a coffee shop and he has a, a plastic, single-use plastic cup and then he throws it in the trash. <laughs> it's, it's like that. Like he'll, go, he'll just pontificate for hours about how you can make a difference even though 70% of the or 90% of the tr- trash uh, is due to corporations, which he promotes like crazy. He has Chase on there, Coca-Cola visa mastercard like they're all sponsors of the show Mm. and they're the ones making all the trash and causing all the problems on the earth (laughs) he doesn't realize it because he's he's so dumb you know what's funny i i did see one episode and like you're right he is just so dumb on there like i remember like they found some superfood and like they were just saying like oh if you eat this like every other day or something then like you won't have you won't get sick ever oh yeah and like like, you'd be super healthy and then, yeah, and then, and then Zach Zephron's just like, oh, why doesn't everybody do this? Like, that's such a good idea. And, like, I Googled, like, whatever that they were eating. So and it's, like, <laughs> bro, so it's, rare. like, $75 a pound for, like, a bag of nuts or something. Like, right. it's crazy amount of money. Astronomical. He goes into the he goes into the woods and he cuts this, like, big fruit thing down. And whenever Darren sees a super fruit, he gets his little fucking dick hard. He just, like, cuts <laughs> down this big fucking thing off the tree. And he cuts it in half. And he's like, look at this. This is a super fruit. This is a super food or whatever. Check out this. Like, eat some of this. 
Look at this. Reminds oh, me of the na- sounds like the nature cereal guy. Oh, and it's man. just a fruit salad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's literally the whole show. It's just right. like, <laughs> yes, nature cereal. This is nature cereal. You really think you're doing something here, huh? You made a fruit salad, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like the fucking woke like wiggles or whatever. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> the woke wiggles. <laughs> Yo, yummy, yummy. But I, I, want, I want to talk about that show because season two is coming out very soon. I've been hotly anticipating this. I thought that they canceled it because Netflix is notorious for just throwing something out for one season, seeing if it sticks, and then it's just like cutting it. If not, and never talking about it again. But season two is coming out, um, I think, in May or uh, June. And I think that would also be a good review. <laughs> I'd like to do that uh, for sure. Because <laughs> that show is so funny. All right. So we're just we're just doing film reviews now, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more I mean, music. I mean, you guys. know, we're, we're anti-art, you know. We're, anything that's uh, worth commenting, we will comment on. Yeah, We are anti-art, bro. Don't, don't... I fucking hate art. Don't get us don't get us started, bro. We will fucking cancel you. And one last thing I want to recommend, just I just want to go down the list real quick. A lot of a lot of good music came out this week. I don't know if next week's gonna be a similar story, but just wanna get these through before because uh, these are a lot of independent artists. Um wanted to shout out the new Squid album, uh, new band out of the UK, just dropped their debut, really ambitious post punk album. Um Caro Carabinito, uh hyper pop group out of England as well. Super fun, you know, kind of crazy whatever animated colorful sound uh lsd xoxo uh house musician he's been doing a lot of remixes for people like shy girl and those kind of people but he finally is dropping his new ep on friday um the two songs that came out from it sick bitch and the devil were really really good so i'm uh looking forward to that one uh check out my hyper pop gems reviews uh those have been doing pretty some good numbers um i appreciate all the all the love on those uh uh, and then also one last thing I want to, wanted to recommend a track called Don't Die from Sitara. Uh, she's a really nice uh, girl out of uh, uh, Texas. She makes super good music. Super, She has a really, really good voice. She hasn't released a single in a while. So this is like her first single in a couple of years. Uh, she's really good friends with that girl Mia Madden, who I did an interview with. Um, they did a collaborative single a couple of, year, couple of years back when Mia used to live in Texas. So they connected on that. I hope they connect soon in the future, you know, uh, in this digital space, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that's the, that kind of wraps it up. Uh, unless you guys have anything else to, to, pl- to say, I think this is a pretty packed episode. I think this was a good one. Um, anything, any, any closing thoughts, boys, before we cut it out? Uh, yeah. Um, Eve, you're fired. <laughs> you're, you're fired. And get the fuck out of here. No, I, I, you I do your contract. Take, I do want to take like <laughs> after all that. Oh my god. <laughs> right. No, but y'all, I just want to say, um, you know, I just want to take a moment. I I just been feeling really passionately about this issue that's been going on. Um, you guys probably saw my story. Like I've just been posting a lot about what's happening. Um in Israel and Gaza and Palestine right now. And, um, just want to, you know, ask for, for, uh, if anyone just like, if, you know, if you feel compelled, please just do some research on the situation. Um, a lot of people are struggling right now. There's a lot of organizations that need donations that need help. Um, I posted some of my story earlier. Um, but yeah, just want to send my love and energy to all those people who are, you know, going through it right now and who are fighting for what they believe in. 
Sorry to give a huge speech. It's just like no, no, yeah, it's good. It's it necessary. So necessary. I wanted to work that in somewhere into the episode. No, you're fine. That was a perfect spot for it. Um, I'm yeah. gonna put some donation links into the bio for whoever's listening. I'm gonna donate Thank myself. You, uh, fuck it. I'm gonna donate. I'm not gonna say it, but I'll, I'll donate. Don't, I'll don't, donate. Yeah, don't, I'll, I'll do more than a Virgil. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to put it out there but thank you guys so much like and just for you know the opportunity yeah. to just say that on the platform like i appreciate it and same with columbia uh, columbia is going through some hard columbia time. yes the specifics i don't yeah. know exactly i don't want to speak on it too much i just know that their government is pretty fucked up and they're killing their own people from what it seems like um so please donate to columbia as well because you know even if you don't know somebody from there you know whatever it doesn't doesn't matter people are struggling mm. you know yeah. you don't have Still to know somebody people. from there to donate you know you just don't so there's so there's so much stuff going on in the world guys we just all gotta we just all gotta look out for each other yep so yeah on uh on that note um see you guys next week all right much love guys peace Yeah.